0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the Stone Age Fuel Fit for Life show with your host, with the most, Chandler and Michaela. Okay, I'll say hi to everybody. Hello. Remember, you don't have to speak into the mic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm gonna do it the whole time.
0: You're like AJ. He's like seven, and he speaks right into the mic and blows in it. <laughs> So, anyway, what we wanted to talk about this week as we were perusing the internets was what kind of diet is right for you and what type of diet should you be shooting for to eat if you want to maintain optimal health and wellness? And as you as you may not know, or as you may know, Stone Age Fuel is basically founded on the premise of eating in the right way that's going to be the most effective for your health long term. And that was without the use of supplements and without the use of all kinds of other garbage that we don't need. And recently, Michaela finished the Precision Nutrition certification so talk to them a little bit about what you learned in that Michaela
1: well there's so much that I learned in this course it was one of the most amazing courses I've ever taken Um, a lot of biology and science behind nutrition Uh, but when it really comes down to it their basic goal for the whole thing is eating whole unprocessed foods Um, there really is no right diet just as long as you're eating the whole unprocessed foods you're going to be eating the right diet for you
0: yeah, and that's a pretty important point. We get so, I would say, fanatical and religious, almost cult-like in our nutrition that we get in fights with people and you, you get the, the ultimate, I'm going to unfriend you because you're not a vegan on Facebook, and people get mad at each other and get in almost knocked down, knockout, like dragged down fights over it. But in reality, what we need to look at is what's the worst possible way you could eat? And let's outline that. That's the standard American diet, or like we call it, the sad diet, because it makes you sad. And that's just eating. You're following the food guide pyramid, kind of. You're eating a lot of carbohydrates. It doesn't matter where they come from, as long as you get as many as possible in low fat, medium protein. But what we want to do is we want to make sure that we, we switch and transition out of a sad diet and transition into literally anything else. You can follow. South Beach, you can follow paleo, you can follow keto, you can be a vegan, you can do vegetarian stuff. And the key point that you need to understand in the beginning is the fact that you're adjusting and modifying and doing something better than the SAD diet is going to make you better, at least in the short term. So the fact that you're doing some sort of change is huge. And I think one of the biggest and most difficult facts of getting someone to follow a good diet is the fact that you have to modify and change the behavior that they're already Using or doing, and because part of the battle is behavior change. If you can get someone to do something for 21 days, you've established a habit, and you put them on the path to success long term. What do you think?
1: I totally agree. The way we have been told to eat over all these years in the standard American diet is just—it's—it's um, it's not very healthy. It's not right. Um, like I said, whole, unprocessed foods is the way to go. So you know, eating anything in, in a box, anything out of a bag is actually very unhealthy for us but if we stick to just basic foods and just like you know um like he said there's no one right diet i mean paleo is a great way to reduce inflammation in the body but what paleo did was get more things right than it got wrong so just stick to the whole and processed foods um which is what the standard american diet doesn't really do
0: Yeah, exactly. And when we look at paleo, for example, one of the big things we look at with paleo is the fact that we got people to eat. And remember, this isn't paleo from fanatical, like cult-like perspective, where it had to be someone who beat you over the head and pulled it out of the ground to eat it. This is, what did paleo do right? So they got people to eat meat, veggies, fruits, nuts and seeds, and a combination of those. And it got people to cut out the processed carbohydrates. It got people to cut out the even the problematic dairy components. And from that, what we really learned from paleo was the fact that people do have serious allergies to food and those serious allergies can create points of contention in their diet and the inability to be healthy and happy long-term because they basically punched a hole in their gut. And so what it did really was help us understand from an autoimmune perspective that your gut health is ultimately going to be the highest level of health you have. And if we're eating for a healthy diet in our gut, we're gonna be eating for a healthy diet in our body overall. Right.
1: So, yeah, when it comes down to gut health, um it's it's so important because we have all kinds of bacteria in our gut, but if you're eating the processed foods and things, it can actually mess up your gut bacteria. Um so those whole unprocessed foods, whether it's paleo or whether it's even vegan, it doesn't matter what it is. It it resets that microbiome in, in your gut and it will help your body um be healthier. Um it It goes down to all kinds of stuff. I mean, even secreting hormones comes down to what you're eating and what how your gut is reacting in your body. Um, And like when it comes down to vegans and things like that, some people they do a lot of the carbs and the unhealthy, the processed foods, that's not the way to do it. If you're gonna be a vegan or a vegetarian, you need to do the whole unprocessed foods, the fruits and the veggies and things like that. Don't cover the box stuff, not the breads, not the pastas. That's not the right vegan or vegetarian diet. It's actually pretty bad for people. And when it comes down to eating, you can eat carbs. Carbs aren't bad for you. Our body actually needs carbs or we need fat in order to produce energy. And for our bodies to function normally. So I think that's one of people's biggest uh, mistakes when they're cutting their diet and they're like, oh, I'm going to cut carbs. I don't want to, I want to lose weight or whatever it is. They cut carbs drastically to the point where they're not feeding their body enough energy. Um, And that's actually not good because our brain needs energy. Everything in the body takes energy and um So if you do that, you need to up your fat intake because it's not the body's preferred source of energy, but it still works. I'm sure sure we've heard of uh, keto, but you need to make sure you're getting some sort of carbs. You can actually lose weight and keep carbs in each one of your meals. It's just a matter of taking in the right amount of carbs, not too many, but like I said, the right amount of carbs, the fruits, the veggies, not the breads, not the pastas, not the box stuff, but fruits and veggies, You could even have a fruit um, with every meal and you'll probably be okay as long as you're getting some exercise in that day as well. Um, I like to tell people to eat a piece of fruit before they go and work out so their body uses that energy. So they're not actually getting extra fruit or extra carbs. Their body's going to use the energy right away. So it's, you know, working out and eating right goes hand in hand. You need to um, feed your body the right amount of foods and then get in the gym as well. So you're using that energy because in the end, it doesn't matter what you're eating. Even if you're eating the right diet, you can still gain weight and not be where you want to be physically. If you're consuming too much energy, what we call it is energy into the body and you're still sitting down and not doing anything. So like I said, hand in hand, working out and eating right.
0: Yeah, that's huge. And when we look at the idea behind and this happens with paleo and vegan, like Michaela's talking about, you can either be a trash can paleo eater or a trash can vegan eater, where you're just eating, you're like, oh, I'm vegan, so I can eat pizza, I can eat French fries, I can eat all of this cr- garbage food that is vegan, but ne- not necessarily healthy. And same thing with paleo. Oh, look, I can make paleo pancakes, I can make paleo muffins, I can make paleo, I can make anything paleo, so obviously I'm eating healthy. And that's not, the, that's not what we're looking for. And, and we have this concept of, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's probably a duck. So if you're eating pizza, and it's vegan pizza it's not that healthy technically if you're eating paleo and you're eating paleo muffins it's probably not a really healthy treat you should be looking at so we want to make sure we cut out the bad foods and not try to replace them with less bad foods we want to replace them with foods that are better in the long term and so that's really going to help us in in Basically fixing our diet and fixing the macronutrient intake like Michaela's talking about. So when you when you look at the macronutrient intake, you always have a balance. And the way the foods you take in are gonna be the way you consume them and they're gonna have a different composition in the way they're metabolized in your body. But when you consume carbohydrates, you need them. Your brain functions exceptionally well off of carbohydrates. Without carbohydrates, you will die. And your brain won't operate. Look at Alzheimer's. Look at dementia. Those are problems with not being able, not the brain not being able to utilize glucose in the most effective way, which we're getting from our carbohydrates. And so we need to make sure that we're not just cutting them out completely like Michaela's saying. It's important that you say, okay, I'm going to go on this diet that's going to be lower in bad carbohydrates or lower in carbohydrates that aren't going to be healthy for me. So I'm going to eat a lot of vegetables, I'm going to eat a lot of fruits, I'm going to eat a lot of foods that are going to help me get to where I want to be and get me the good carbohydrates that I need because my performance is going to suffer and I'm going to fall apart, I'm not going to sleep as well, I'm going to be hungry all the time and my body's going to start catabolizing itself if I don't get the right nutrients in from carbohydrates, protein and fat which all play into each other synergistically well. And if you're at a point to where you you lower one, you've got to raise one of the others to compensate for what's going on. And we have this level of our metabolism called the basal metabolic rate, and that's basically the level that your body is going to adjust and modify itself to be comfortable at to maintain weight. So once you can figure out your basal metabolic rate, you're going to go above it to gain weight, below it to lower weight. And you can adjust and modify ongoing because that basal metabolic rate is going to evolve and adjust based on what you eat over time.
1: Right. And on another note, um, one important thing, I mean, it's never too good to look at food is okay. I, I need protein. I need carbs and I need fats. You never want to do that. You actually want to eat your meals, you know, like say you cooking lemon chicken and and rice. whatever it is, just make sure it's good. And it's, it's a whole unprocessed food. But, um, and, you know, in some ways we do have to look at what you need to make sure you get some protein, some carbs, and some fats in every meal. Um, but protein for protein turnover in the body is so important. That's like the basic building blocks of what our body um, functions off of. There are um, so many that we don't produce in the body. Some we do, but there are some that we don't. And we have to get those from foods. So whether you're paleo, keto, um, vegetarian, vegan – We have to be getting some sort of protein, and I think that's one of the biggest troubles with a vegetarian or a vegan diet is you're going to have to end up supplementing with um, something in order to get the proper amount of protein, and I've seen many people actually struggle with that because um, you will see people lose muscle mass and energy. Just everything starts to fall apart when they're not getting enough protein. It is very, very
0: important no matter what diet you're doing. Yeah, it's huge. So we don't want to necessarily put ourselves in a position to where we have minimal to low to no protein because amino acids are the building block of life. And if you're exercising heavily, you need your branch chain amino acids that come from the steaks and the protein and all the meat that you're eating. And without those, your cells are going to have trouble replicating and repairing themselves. And this is a point of contention in uh, the vegan diet with long-term implications. So this isn't to say that a vegan diet is bad. It's just saying if you do follow something like vegan, you need to supplement with vitamin B12. And you need to supplement with – you might need to take some – Some sort of extra protein supplement because we need to get, like Michaela's saying, we need to get the vitamin B12. If we're athletes, we need to get the BCAAs in there. So there are things that you need to learn and understand that you need to supplement. And something like zinc that's made from the bacteria in our gut that we're not going to get on a vegan diet, we need to adjust and modify so we do get those things back in. And all this is just a cost benefit analysis. So I want to eat vegan because I want to be. Whatever the reason, I want to be ethical, I want to do sustainability, whatever your choice is, that's your choice and it's fine. And if it's working for you, cool. Just understand that there's things you're going to need to do for any diet to make it work long term to make sure that you're going to be successful doing it. I think one of the most difficult parts about dieting in general in the diet, the word diet, is the fact that it's it's a point to where you're going to stop it sometime. And so what we like to call it is I'm going to, I'm focusing on my, on wellness over time. I'm focusing on eating healthy, but also having a little bit of fun at the same time. So for us, we eat healthy every day of the week, except for Tuesdays, we eat tacos, pizza, we eat Fridays and have a little bit of fun. Because if you create a sort of fanaticism around it and you don't allow any of that fun in there, you don't allow yourself to cheat or get outside the box a little, you're going to go crazy, hate it and quit. And you're not going to have longevity in what you're doing. Yeah, that's totally true. Um, I mean, I myself have done
1: that. You do so good on paleo or whatever it is you're doing, but... Um, after doing it for a couple of weeks, it gets old and people, they, they fall off and then you binge for three days and then you feel even worse. And then even physically and mentally, both, you feel just worse for just going on that binge because you tried to go so long without, you know, something simple. Um, I like to tell my clients sometimes, you know, Hey, take one day out of the week, whether it's pizza Friday, taco Tuesdays, you know, especially for weight loss, I tell them one meal out of the week. Um, or, you know, on Sundays, Go ahead and grab yourself a cookie or a bagel or a donut or something. Just, you need to give yourself that. It's basically a relaxed time because if you don't do it, then you're going to fall off. It's just, it's too stressful. And I mean, sweets are good. We all love them. Um, It's not going to kill us to eat something once a week or twice a week that, you know, out of the norm. Um, It's actually. What I like to say is that it may be bad for the body, but it's good for the soul. <laughs> so go ahead and do it. You know, give yourself that little treat. We all deserve it sometimes, especially when you're every day doing so good on your your lifestyle of eating, whatever way it is.
0: Yeah, and so the point of this whole thing is every anything is better than the standard American diet. So if you transition out of it and you're paleo, you're vegetarian, you're vegan, whatever – it's great. You're doing a great job. You, don't, you shouldn't have to argue your point in any sort of fashion. Just do what works for you. Every, everybody has a body. Everybody has a body <laughs> that works in different and mysterious ways. And we don't necessarily understand every process and metabolic happening that's going on in your specific body. We understand in general what's going on, kind of from a scientific perspective and a biochemical perspective, but we don't understand what's happening on the individual level. And there's going to be some profound things that affect one person differently than another person. And it might be because I have a sort of gut bacteria that's a combination that promotes paleo well, or I have a gut bacteria that's in a combination that works really well with vegan. And you find when you you come down to the fundamental level, the way your gut bacteria is organized is the way your health is going to be organized. And so it's all built around making those little guys happy. But I think one of the, do you have anything to say about that?
1: Yeah. So it's totally true. Um, there's no one right diet. Every Everyone has their way of eating, but matter of the fact is, even if say you wanted to be a vegan and- you really, really want to do it for your reasons, your ethical reasons, whatever it is. And it's you sometimes you just have to sit down and, and make that decision Like you know what, maybe this isn't working for me because maybe vegan just isn't for your body. Like Chandler said, it may just not work for it. Um, paleo may not work for some people. Some people don't do so well with, you know, meats or red meats and things like that. And that's okay. Every single person is different. We can read as many books as we want and get as much information as we want and go to different nutritionists, different... Um, Therapist, whatever it is to help us with our diet and our eating. But in the end, it's all trial and error. You have to see and uh, take note and what works for you. Eventually, you'll find it. And it, like I said, it's trial and error. It's never just going to say, oh, this diet worked for so many people. It's going to work for me. That is actually not the case.
0: Yeah, it's a really good point. And so, if you're wondering, well, how do I start? Here's what we recommend you just take a plate and you fill the plate three quarters with vegetables and then a quarter of the plate with a hunk of meat. And that's how you start. And if you want to be a vegan, replace that meat with a vegan alternative, and then add a little bit of fats for flavor. So maybe add a little bit of avocado. If you're eating fish, there's already fats in fish. If, you're, if you want to add some olives, cool, that's a little bit of fat. So three quarters of your plate with veggies, a quarter of your plate with meats, and then a little bit of fats for flavor. If you're vegan, replace the meats and you've got yourself a pretty good starting zone. And then we adjust and modify and make, make it work as you go on. If you hate veggies, you're gonna to have to learn to eat them. I always say, taste the rainbow. Uh, a lot of people say, hey, oh, veggies, those are gross green things. But you're, you're going to have to figure out what you like. And for, for me, for example, I'll eat Brussels sprouts and broccoli and cauliflower and stuff like that. I, I only like the tips of asparagus, so I generally stay away from it. And so, I, But I know what I want and what I like to eat, so I'm not shoving stuff down my throat and gagging while I eat it.
1: Right. That's one of the most difficult parts. And um, even like for those of you with children, I mean, i have two children myself, um, it's definitely trial and error. Um, one of my children's lactose intolerant. So we've found that paleo in our home works really well for us. There's no dairy in paleo. Um, and then my, my son, he doesn't do so well with like bananas and honey. So, but it took time, definitely a few times of trying these things to see actually what worked and what didn't. But as long as we're getting some meat, fruits and veggies on our plate or protein. Cause if you're doing vegan or vegetarian, you're always going to want to try and get a cup of uh, beans or legumes in place of that meat for each meal. Um, but just try it out. And yes, try different things. Like, like Chandler said, taste the rainbow, get the different colors of the rainbow throughout the week in your veggies. And you should be, uh, that's, that's about a well-rounded diet. You'll be okay with um, how many vitamins and minerals you're getting as long as you're doing
0: something a little bit different every day. Yeah, exactly. And the final point of contention, if you're wondering what I'm doing, I have a mic in my hand. I forgot my big mic. So we use this so you guys can hear us. But if you're you're struggling with weight loss and you don't know where to start, another point that we should bring up that a lot of people slack on a lot is sleep. So when you sleep well, you have a hormone that signals your body to stop eating. When you don't sleep, you have a hormone that signals your body to eat, which is an evolutionary process to help us adapt and overcome to challenging situations. So if you're going to do anything first to start, you need to make sure your sleep's in order. A lot of us have chronic sleep deprivation issues. We can't sleep at night. If you can't sleep at night, we recommend trying magnesium, which is an amazing, we use Natural Calm, it's an amazing product to help you actually sleep because magnesium is a precursor to melatonin that allows your body to sleep, and it's argued that if you just eight melatonin, it just gets secreted, magnesium allows that process to happen. It's also got a bunch of other health benefits, but it's gonna be one of the biggest things to help you sleep if you have trouble. But if you don't, here's a, another recommendation is when you're sitting in bed and you're like this on Instagram for seven hours before bed and then your brain's lit up from all that information and processing, shut that thing down, say 30 minutes before bed I'm going to shut off the phone. I'm gonna shut off the computers. I'm gonna stop working and I'm just gonna lay there. I'm gonna turn off the TV and I'm gonna relax. I'm gonna clear my mind and focusing on being mindful in the moment and actually drifting off to sleep.
1: Yes, that is so true. So um, the way your appetite is, whether you're hungry or not, definitely goes hand in hand with sleeping. I've experienced that myself. Um, And just make sure, like you said, get get good sleep. If you need help looking into that, I think some people's problems are napping. Some people will nap throughout the day. It's okay to nap, uh, but get like a 20 minute power nap. If you're getting a good eight hours of sleep at night, only take a 20 minute power nap, tops. If you are sleep deprived, uh, like most of us are, then you need to nap for about 90 minutes. No more, no less because um, that's going to help you catch up on your sleep deprivation. But that's when the body goes through the whole cycle of sleep, through the REM cycle and everything, and it stops. So we don't want to go any more or any less than that. Um, but that'll help you get your sleep back on track and you won't be as hungry. And so you can lose that weight you want to lose.
0: Exactly. Sleep has a profound effect on our bodies from the amount of food we need to eat to the way our gut bacteria is composed to the way our body composition looks and the way we age and grow old. I mean, you literally repair your body while you sleep. So if you have chronic sleep deprivation for 20 years, you're going to look a lot older. You're going to have a lot of processes that don't work properly and things that didn't get repaired well. And over time, these problems compound on themselves and create bigger issues long term. So make sure, number one, map out your sleep. Number two, work on the diet we talked about with the plate three quarters of veggies quarter of meat or the vegan alternative and then live your dream the hardest thing i think for people is changing their behavior and starting we can make you can make every excuse in the book but you have to realize that you are the founder of your own soul and you are the product of your own environment you create and you reap what you sow so it's your decision to make this happen and it's also your decision to not make it happen
1: yes that is totally true you can um Go and see any coach, any nutritionist, anybody, and get all their information and see them every week, twice a week, whatever it is you see them. But if you're not going home and you're not taking the steps that you need to take in order to improve your health um, and following some of these people's instructions, then you can't get anywhere.
0: You are where it starts. Exactly. So that's all we got for for this week. We're going to try to do this every week. So if you have questions, post them in the comments here, over there. That's my kid, right there. <laughs> If you're listening to this, just shoot us an email or send us a Facebook message. Go to facebook.com forward slash Stone Age Fuel. Send us a message with your questions and we'll answer them on the podcast. It can be nutrition related. It can be fitness whatever you want to talk about. We'll talk about health, wellness, mental health. We all got it down. We're, all, we're a jack of all trades over here and we'd love to hear from you. And that's it. We'll see you guys later.
1: Have a nice day. See ya.